The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Dr. Stanley Molwabi, Principal Officer at the Government Employees Medical Scheme. It's your turn now in the hot seat. I think we've touched on broadly in this conversation the role of GEMS, what it does. Um, we've spoken about issues around equity and creating value in particular for members of, of medical schemes. And... One of the things that that I would really want you to touch on is looking at more broadly the health status of the nation, right? And what it is we need to do, including medical schemes like yourself, to ensure that we're just getting better health care outcomes for the population in which we exist and the po- and the people that we serve. No, no, thank you, Kathy. I think the, 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 the issue of uh, the health status of the nation cannot be, the importance thereof cannot mm-hmm. be underestimated. And uh, the biggest question is how do we measure the health status? So, I mean, you would find that there are things like prevalence of illnesses that are looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our case, there has often been referenced to what is called the quadruple burden of disease and it measures basically the communicable diseases and the most important of which are TB and HIV AIDS. It has been one of the best indicators uh, of, uh, of, of uh, the health status of the nation. And then we have the non-communicable diseases and we know these are lifestyle diseases like hypertension, diabetes uh, and the like. And then one of the, but what is in our case in South Africa, we also have this issue of uh, trauma, mm. and trauma could be related to the high rate of motor vehicle incidents and the violence that you may have, you know, from a social point of view. And these are the, the things that are taken into consideration in terms, in terms of the health status of the nation. But I think what is more important is if these are the determinants of determinants of health, because that's really what are we talking, what we are talking about. I think. The important thing is, how do we promote access to healthcare services that will assist us to change these? And that is really what this thing of social determinants that we look at, but then we also have to look at access to healthcare. And that's one I think I think it's very important. How much, I mean, how much of, 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 of a say do you think medic or, or even of an influence rather do you think medical schemes would have when it comes to social determinants because ultimately you're saying look these are the things that are contributing to our problems in the health sector more broadly yeah. we are overburdened on weekends because people are driving drunken driving exactly. and so now doctors the emergency rooms are packed and it's creating a problem for us but we are not the ones that are driving drunk and causing accidents right we are the ones that are having to deal with you know the burden of of the lifestyle diseases Mm -hmm. that many south africans are suffering from but again that's not necessarily a space in which primarily you play in so how do you begin to have an influence and how do you shape then the role of medical schemes to speak into those issues going into the future because you understand that 
if you leave it alone, yeah. your problems are only going to worsen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so such an important question in terms of what would be our role in trying to influence that big problem of mm. the things that make our emergency services to be. It's a difficult question, but I think w the best thing in terms of us as medical schemes, we are able to educate people from a healthcare point of view. Mm. And that education is critical to ensuring that it influences behavior. Mm. And the best form of uh, actually intervention it's when you educate people. We always talk about prevention is better than cure. So the influence that we can have at least is to reach out firstly to those that have insurance cover, but in platforms like the one that we are using, this platform that we are using, we also reach to those that are not covered by medical schemes. So I think education is really the best uh, uh, place where we are able to have some form of influence and uh, we can only appeal to the to the hearts of the people to change their behavior in a manner that they don't expose themselves unnecessarily to harm. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges facing the sustainability of medical schemes? And I, I ask this question in the context of our country yeah. where we are dealing with an increasing unemployment rate stagnant economic growth, all of these things have an impact on the people who ultimately are your members and whether they even can afford to be members. Yeah, I mean cost, you've, you've actually uh, asked the question and answered it. Uh, mm. Cost, it's the biggest problem. Uh, you know, if you look at the trends in terms of the family budget, we've always known that, uh, you know, the, 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 the accommodation it's the biggest and then we usually then have uh, uh, transport the thing that gets you to work and then uh, you then have things like uh, 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 ensuring that there's groceries and food and the like and then medical aid would be there at number four number five we had a situation where the cost of medical aid is actually almost uh, becoming number two Mm -hmm. even we've called transport and that talks to how unaffordable it may have become over the years and, and you know at GEMS that's one of the biggest things that we we try to uh, uh, to you know to make it as affordable but the in terms of sustainability it's the cost and why is it medical aid costs are rising and the answer is a simple one the cost of healthcare is also rising and for us to be able to cover the needs of our members, we have to keep up with what our members are charged when they access the healthcare services. So that's the really the biggest uh, 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 threat to sustainability. The NHI has been positioned as sort of this silver bullet to our healthcare problems, that once there's NHI, even the people that are on medical aid will be, you know, cancelling their subscriptions and memberships and, you know, because there will be this access for everybody. Is that the case, um, Dr. Molwabe? I knew you'd go in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. The silver bullets... And I, I like the fact that you referred to, you know, and I know when, when you immediately, which you start talking about a silver bullet, we're really talking about something 
if I can put it, you know, we always talk about makhonatsuti. <laughs> you know, that thing that solves everything. So we, we are in a situation where the NHI is going through, you know, the legislative process. And uh, we know that uh, it is, government has decided that it is the vehicle that must get us to universal health care uh, coverage. I don't think it's going to be easy. It's not, it's ideal. But there are uh, issues that I know we, and being the government employee medical schemes, we would be involved in, you know, to the extent that we are a stakeholder in saying these are areas of concern. But I think the journey is going to be very hard mm. and rough. And uh, they, there's always an ideal that is put forward. But getting to that goal, and in this case, the goal is universal health care coverage. And, and just in a nutshell, universal health care coverage is when everybody is able to access uh, quality health care without having to pay at the point of service and then there's protection against families that health catastrophic catastrophic health events do not bankrupt families you know mm -hmm. there there have been instances where suddenly a person lies, lies in ICU and everything that a family has worked for in their lifetime is sold to cover the cost and that's what universal health care coverage is all about and I think it's not, it won't be, and I, 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 I think this has been referred to a lot, you know, by the DDUs responsible for NHI to say it's not going to be an event. There's an ideal here. We need to follow that. We need to pursue that ideal. But it's going to be rough for us to get to that ideal. Ultimately, the kind of health ecosystem which is created, I think, is, it will also have a bearing on how soon or not soon we're able to have the NHI fully realized. Mm. In the meantime though, what is the approach of a medical scheme like GEMS? Because you too would have members yes. that are worried about what the future holds. And people want to know, what do I need to start doing now mm. to prevent drama and chaos in, in the future? To, just to secure and safeguard the little that, that that I need to in order to make sure I'm going to be okay. And, and I think that's really the biggest challenge. It's what you call transitional arrangements. Mm. There are certain things like we know that there's a legislative process that is underway, right? And and we exist as the government employee medical scheme because of existing legislation, which is the Medical Schemes Act, right? Now, what really you are talking to, and it's critical, and it's not something that I'm going to say it's okay, it's determined. It's what we call transitional arrangements because we need to transit to the way we access healthcare. And the biggest thing is the inequity. We've mm. got people who've got medical aids and with those who don't have. Now, what needs to be created here is how do you transit to a situation where NHI will be fully employed, which is in the future. And I, I'm going to say at the moment, that is where our challenge is. It is there's still a lot of uncertainty around if I belong to a medical aid, how am I ultimately going to become an NHI, you know, a, a, a be serviced by NHI? And there's a lot of engagement, and I'm hoping that this is one of the things we can get right. What are you hoping to get out of today's symposium? Well, as you know, uh, one of the biggest problems in South Africa, and Evans just spoken about medical aid and those that are not covered, it's the inequities in health.
uh, I think we want to bring this to the fore and say, what are the things that cause ill health? And those are the social determinants. What are the things, so in a, a GEMS environment, we would then say, well, we will cover as many people as possible that are uh, taken care of by a public service employee. So the public, uh, the, those things, those, pub those social determinants uh, of health or ill health in this case, we are able to cover as many people as we want. And we have just, you know, we show these in some of the, the presentations that we are doing to say this is what we are doing. Then. You could also do similar things mm -hmm. to have an impact, albeit little, uh, uh, albeit little, but to, to, to impact health uh, positively. So I, I, I'm hoping that the delegates today will learn that the little that you do in your en own environment will assist in improving the, 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 the health of, 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 of the, 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 the country. So that's, that's really in very, very broad terms what I would say we'd love to achieve. Dr. Stanley Mulwabi, the Principal Officer at the Government Employees Medical Scheme. Thank you so much for your time, your contribution to this conversation. So All that's where right. we'll wrap it up for this hour. Coming up in the next hour of the show, we'll be looking at the role of public-private partnerships. Uh, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the successes that we have seen out of public-private partnerships? For now, it's 11 o'clock. Time for the latest news.